It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, this is episode 27 of Geek Actually Toku Podcast. Just letting you all know, this is going to be a very long episode, and because of that, we've split it into two parts. This is currently part one. Part two will be below it on the blog, or on iTunes, or wherever. So, enjoy part one, and hopefully you get to watch, listen to part two. I'm rambling. Ah, have fun! Hi, um, <laughs> welcome to what will be a ridiculously, probably going to be longer than our normal podcast, and that's saying something, because, um, our things, typical podcasts run two hours and 45 minutes long. Yeah. Let's just say this is a pretty dense episode. Yeah, you could say, uh, a few things happen since the last time we, we've, you, you've heard our voices. Um, this is the Geek Kishitoku Podcast, by the way, if you have no clue where you are, which I don't understand, because you've got to hear it from somewhere. Um, a little thing called uh, Comic-Con, you know, that tiny event that happens every year in San Diego? Yeah. Let's just say, if, if, if you wanted trailers for your favorite shows... And movies. And movies. You, you and got, everything else you never thought you could need. You, you got a few of them over the past <laughs> week. So over five days. Over the course of five days, so much made out. Yep. So the convention center. And some still hasn't even made it out of the convention center. Hold your asses, because we're about to roll. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> and My favorite saying. We start things off with... Well, do we want to do that, or do we want to do a small recap of Sean's experiences? Let's... Well, I did put that down as the first thing, so might as well. Uh, it was my first convention, period. And I got to go as press for the Marvel Report, but I was also there on business for everything else that I do. Because now I do 50 million things. <laughs> but... Overall, it was overwhelming, but in the good sense of the word. Mostly because I didn't really eat real food most of the time. <laughs> I was surviving off of granola bars and cereal. Except for around dinner time where I ate. And there may have been a party that John Barrowman hosted where it was an open bar and I might have gotten a little too drunk. <laughs> Well, yeah, especially if you haven't eaten, you're going to get a lot more drunk than normal. Oh, yeah. So, that was fun. Um, I will have to say, I will be doing it again next year. Like, I want to. Because 
I missed out on Hall H this year. And I don't want to miss out on Hall H again. Well, just be glad you're not like all those bunch of people that showed up to Hall H expecting a legendary Pokemon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk about that for a moment. Um, <laughs> oh, so weird. many people were expecting a legendary Pokemon. I'm like, why would they do that? That, yep. that doesn't seem like something they would do. I mean, honestly, I feel like it might be something they would do. Especially if they were having, like... Because uh, there was a Pokemon panel. It was the Pokemon Go panel, and it was moved to Hall H from a smaller room. Yeah, so I feel because like... Because the game blew up. I, I feel like that is actually the most opportune time to drop a legendary bird. Or a legendary Pokemon of some kind. Because there'd be so many people... Like, it would be dangerous to a certain extent, but at the same time, it would be huge. Like, the amount of people that would show up. If it was like, Nintendo comes out, it's like, show up to Hall H for a legendary, for a random legendary Pokemon released for the first time. And then, like, 300 people show up, and it would be, it'd be just like the trailers. There'd be so many people. Yeah. One thing, though, Nintendo doesn't actually didn't actually make Pokemon Go. Well, that's, yeah, Niantic's. Pokemon... Nintendo owns about 35% of the Pokemon company, but not enough to, like, you know, make a substantial difference. It was Niantic and the Pokemon company's joint effort. And that's why Nintendo stocks have dropped again. Oh, yeah? And then after they reminded people, yeah, it's not really our game, it fell back down. But it's, like, didn't fall back down to its original amount, it remained higher... So it went down a bit. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Everything was great. Like, I met so many amazing people. Not just celebrities, but, like, so many amazing people who I have now made basically lifelong friends with. And it was over the course of five days that this happened. We spent so much time together. It felt like they were my second, third, fourth family, I want to say. <laughs> or second family third family? I'm not entirely sure. You have a lot of families. Uh, That's why I had to count it out. Does Emily know you have all these other families? Yeah. She also knows that I'm probably, if if the chance is given, I'm probably going to run after Rose McIver. I mean, I I don't blame you. If the chance ever arises, because she is literally an angel. Um, Getting a chance to interview her and even making her laugh at a really dumb joke of mine made my convention oh i bet i was we were all putting our phones down in front of her to like get the audio and i'm like and here we are offering our phones to you as like a ritualistic sacrifice (laughs) and she just and she giggled and it was it was perfect you melted a little inside (laughs) yeah i did Eventually, you'll be able to find all of those interviews over on iZombie Radio, but, like, I just recorded an episode last night, a post-Comic-Con episode with my iZombie crew, and it was fun. It was always, it's always a good time. Like, when we first recorded our first episode, the chemistry was already there, but now that we've all met each other and hung out with each other, it's even better. Oh, Yeah. Once you get drunk with people, I feel like your uh, <laughs> your compatibility gets a little higher. Oh, it was 
There's a lot. I, I feel <laughs> I feel like getting drunk with friends does one of two things. One, it makes them hate you and they you you be you be you you're not friends anymore. Or two, you just the compatibility gets, you know, even tighter. You become even more like good friends. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, so I got to go to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel, I was there at the iZombie panel, I didn't get a chance to go to the three, or the four DC CW show panels, sadly, because that was the one day that I took off to sort of recover, uh, even missing my own animation panel because of it. Um, long story short, don't go an entire day without caffeine if you're planning on being up from the break of dawn to the middle of the night because you will die um, yeah you always gotta carry something with you carry like a Red Bull with you at all times or for you I learned that one for you like a two liter monster drink yeah <laughs> I learned that one the hard way um, also another piece of advice have a food budget Yeah. don't buy food at the convention center that's a dumb idea because you'd be paying five dollars for what's essentially a hot dog you could get at Costco for a buck fifty. Um, bring snacks with you, as usual. Water bottles are a necessity. Oh yeah. Because you can bring food into the convention center, thankfully. So yeah. that's not the issue. You just want to bring enough, but not weigh yourself down, because you're going to be walking a lot. Like I probably lost five pounds. Just from walking alone. That's, that's not I, even taking into account not eating. That's why I feel like conventions would be hard for me. Because yeah, how big I am that it would take a lot out of me. I'd want to be there all three days. I don't know if I could physically do it. Yeah. Well, I was there for four and a half, basically. So... If you can... And if you if you can, I would say shell out the extra money for the preview night ticket and the Thursday ticket because the convention's not as crowded those two days. Oh yeah. Friday, Saturday, and even to some extent Sunday. Sunday is probably the worst at the beginning of the day, but it gets better as the day goes on because the convention closes at five on Sunday. So most people use Sunday to buy last-minute gifts, to buy art pieces, to buy this, that, or the other. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, 10 out of 10 would do again. <laughs> Though this time I need to prepare. And I'm starting to prepare as of right the second. Uh, basically. So, Yeah. That's that. I mean, I managed to snag a picture of part of the Legends of Tomorrow cast while I was passing by the Warner Brothers booth. Um, you got an up-close picture of Rose MacGyver 2 that you'll now be framing and put it on your wall. <laughs> on top of the two pieces of iZombie fan art that I have? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and dozens upon dozens of selfies. Lots and lots of selfies. Especially if you're going as a group, which I highly suggest going as part of a group. Oh, yeah. I would never go to that alone. 
mm-hmm. ever. Like, not even necessarily as a press outlet, but, like, with a group of friends. Yeah. Because that makes everything that much more worth it. Yep. Because and, their excitement makes you excited, and your excitement makes them excited, well, and creates a cycle. And for me, it would be difficult, because I would be going as part of, technically, three different fandoms. Mm-hmm. I would be going for, like, DC co- DC and comics. I'd be going for Power Rangers, and I'd also be going for Critical Role. So, I would have, like, three groups of... Well, not really three groups of people. It'd be more of, like... Because I feel like the comics and Power Rangers are kind of part of the same area, and then there's Critical Role. <laughs> like, all, well, all yeah, of my, that's, like, D&D friends and stuff like that. That's how it was for me. I was there mainly for Marvel stuff, but I went to a press room for a DC project. I met Power Rangers. I met other like people from other fandoms and yeah yeah um i did actually meet one of the guardians voice cast from the animated series was it one of the ones that follow you or no yeah it's one of the two that follow me because only one of them was there um david soblov who voices drax uh, i got to have a nice conversation with him i even got his business card wow so, yeah and supposedly Wilfredell and Trevor Duvall were there, but Trevor Duvall was at the animation panel that I was not at, and Wilfredell was there for Transformers, I guess, because he voices someone hmm. in Transformers. I didn't know that. Like one of the animated series? Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. And I'll talk more about like the Power Rangers stuff that I met later on because that's a totally different ball oh yeah but yeah definitely would do again one day i'll have to go maybe hopefully (laughs) yeah so now that we're done with that 15 minute little tirade on that (laughs) we're getting to the first first all important thing actually it's not that important it's just fun um this is a meh thing for me because I did watch the trailer, and I do feel like it. Like we're we're talking about the the Legends of the Hidden Temple trailer that Nickelodeon put out, um, and I I feel like it falls under the category of typical Nickelodeon TV movie. Oh but, yeah, definitely. But there are just like kind of small things thrown in there for like my generation, who grew up watching the original television show. Um, like some uh, like at one point, uh, one of the boys is wearing uh, a green monkey, a green like the like a typical like shirt they would wear on the show. One of the kids would wear on the show. It was like the green like a green something with an animal on it, yeah. just as a normal T-shirt, and I thought that was cool. Um. And then they made it to the Shrine of the Silver Monkey, and then the last scene is like, no, we didn't put it on right. You're not putting the head on right or something like that. And I just thought that Which was hilarious. Which is the best thing, because no one knew how to get the Silver Monkey right the first time. Nope. And, like, there's little nods to the TV show, like, oh, it's the Steps of Knowledge. Yeah. Or, hey, it's Olmec. And they even got, they even got Kirk Fogg back. 
Yeah, that's cool. So, I like that. So, so it's definitely going to be interesting. It's going to be... Don't expect it to be, like, a good movie, but expect to have fun with it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, I'll probably still watch it if I can. Oh, but, oh yeah. Know, I'm not expecting, you know, greatness from it. You're not expecting Marvel Cinematic Universe greatness out of this. Okay, I, yeah, I guess we can. <laughs> I, you, I, don't, you, I, I don't know if I would have used that exact word. No. But... You wouldn't. Um, but, yeah. That was one of the things, and I actually got to have... Got to answer a question and have Olmec tell me if I was right or wrong. I was wrong, obviously. Because all the other questions before me were simple answers and they had to give me the one that had to be of the most obscure thing about Nickelodeon. Yeah, I, you know, I, the Kids' I, Choice Awards. I feel like you're the one kid in the spelling bee where, like, the, like you're the fourth kid to come up. The first one. Spell house. Great, move on. Second kid. Spell, you know, car. Cat. Great, move on. Third person. Spell cat. Great, move on. You show up. Spell onomatopoeia. Really? <laughs> I feel like that, that's what you got. Yeah, no, that's exactly how it happened. And, you know, I still got a consolation prize, being, you know, what they gave away last year at Comic-Con, because they had so much extra... I really wanted the turtle thingy, though, because I could have given that to my sister. Oh, well. But, yeah, it's definitely, if you're interested in, like, retro meets modern sort of reboots, then this is sort of your thing. But if you're not, it's pretty. it's a pretty simple pass. If you didn't watch Legends of the Hidden Temple as a kid... Or if you just don't give a shit, then it's a good pass. Yep. I'll something that episode. something I don't think a lot of people our generation would be passing up on is the next thing that we're going to talk about, which That's is uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the sort of pseudo-prequel spin-off to Harry Potter. I won't lie, I didn't actually see this trailer. Um... Not because I didn't want to, but because it's like, oh, there's a trailer, I'll have to check that out later, and then I forgot. Well, the cool thing was, if you were at Hall H, like that day, because this panel happened the same day as all of the Marvel and DC movies panels were going on. Yeah. You got a wand, like an actual, like, replica wand of, um, uh, Scamander's, you know, wand. Cool. And it actually was, like, a proplica. It had, like, the right weight. It was pretty hefty. Actually, it looks pretty cool. But, yeah. Um, the trailer's out. You can find it virtually everywhere on the internet. Best place, though, would be Warner Brothers, uh, you know, their official YouTube page. Because that's where you're going to get, like, the best quality and not some shaky cam from some doofus who thought he could get away with, you know, videotaping it. <laughs> but um, it's definitely going to be a bit more of an action movie than Harry Potter was 
but it's definitely going to be exploring that side that Harry Potter never got to, which was the, you know, creature aspect of it. Harry Potter dealt with the singular story of the Dark Lord versus the child who lived, and that sort of battle. This is taking place well before, even on a different continent, because I think this takes place in the U.S., and we get to see, like, the U.S. version of Hogwarts... Yeah, it's and their New- schools. It's in New York. Yeah, we get to see like the houses there, and so it's a totally different story. But it helps build that universe that was never really built out beyond Hogwarts and London. So, I mean, this originally wasn't going to happen because it was a textbook in the Harry Potter universe. Oh yeah. But because of how popular Harry Potter was and still is to this very day, they're like, might as well. And so, yeah, check it out. And uh, if it's your thing, go check it out. Go check out the movie when it, it does come out. I don't think it's coming out for a while, probably like another year or so. November. But November. Oh shit, same time that Doctor Strange is coming out. Cool. Yeah, I just watched cool. the trailer, that's why I was quiet. Ah! Yeah, I watched the trailer when it first came out, because it was the day that I decided to stay home, so I just watched all the trailers as they were hitting up. So you were essentially me. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I also caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well, which was huh? important, because there's some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. news later on that's actually pretty paramount. Yeah. To what's going to be happening in future seasons. So the trailer was good. Um, I, I will. Admit, Are you a Harry Potter fan? Yes. Okay. I have. So my, then this I, was... I have a wand that my mom got when she went to uh, Harry Potter World. The only reason why I don't have any more stuff is because you know, money. Because you know, broke. Yep. Being broke is not good. I've got a couple uh, clean, empty bottles that were used with for uh, pumpkin juice. That I drew. I I drank one. I didn't drink the other one. I dumped it out. Uh But the only thing from Harry Potter world I haven't had, or Harry Potter that I haven't had that I really want to try is butterbeer. I hear it's good. I bet. But yeah, I'm. This this is. It'll be interesting because there are certain aspects that are kind of different from what we've seen. Like there was a female elf that looked like she belonged to society. Like it looks like the 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 elves were just everyday people in society. And I don't know if the house elf aspect was just for like UK culture or what cause I feel like in the UK you wouldn't see an elf bartender with hair you wouldn't see an elf who looks like she comes from the lap of luxury so right also it could be that since this movie takes place far before the events of Harry Potter I think that it could have been a different time period I think it's the 20s 
I think so, I, I want to say so like 70 years yeah before because if Harry Potter takes place in the 90s then yeah, yeah, 90s and early 2000s yep because I think the last I think he was born shit I want to say he was born in 81 and then the first book takes place in 91 and it all ends in 98 that's what I'm going to say. Well, oh, forgot to mention, there is the eighth book now out. The uh, sort of sequel to it all uh, that was originally a stage play but now turned to a book. The Cursed Child, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is out now. Hmm. So, yeah. Oh, he wait. was born in eight, 1980. I was close. Yeah. So he was born at the end of August in 1980. Yeah, 1980, and then he went to school starting in 91. Oh, so I was right there. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, so you have to and be so you have to be 11. I thought it was 10. Okay, so it's 11. So I was I was right, but I was wrong. Yeah, because it's time. 11 to 18. You spent seven years. Yeah. At Hogwarts, so. But you yeah. come of age in the wizarding world at 17. Well, at 18, really. 17. Really? Yep. Because he had the protection spell on him until he was 18. He would have had the protection spell on him when he was 17. Because the whole protection spell was... It was on him as long as he considered the Dursley's house home... And as soon as he turned 17, it broke. So technically... Well, because... I'm trying to think. If he was 11... No, yeah, that's right. He would be 17. Because he'd be 17 and then start the last year. Because he was born during the summer like me. So he'd be 17... And then start the last year. He turned because yeah. he turned eleven, did the first year, twelve, second year, and down the road. So he turned seventeen, and then would have gone off to his seventh year, but then all hell broke loose, and he traveled the world to get rid of the the Horcruxes. Yeah. And let's see. Got I, married in somewhere between. 2004 and 2014 and then had kids and all that fun jazz. The 19 years later would be... He'd be 37. Well, I'm trying to think. 10 would be 2008 2017. So next year is 19 years later. Yeah. Where he is 37 years old. Yep. So that ending credit scene in Deathly Hallows Part 2. Yep. That... T- you know... I'm just saying, it technically takes place next year. Yeah. If it was real, it would take place next year. Exactly. So there's gonna, now. Be, there's gonna be a lot going on next year for Harry Potter. Oh yeah, Definitely. And let's 
Moving on down the list. Ma- uh, magic in the form of a lion. I guess. Um, <laughs> I tried. Yeah. So, there was a Voltron panel at Comic-Con. I totally missed out on that I wanted to go to. Where they released uh, the Season 2 little teaser trailer. It was posted up online literally that day, but has since been taken down. I have seen it. So we've both seen it, but the article that I picked for this actually has what Shiro says at the very beginning. And he says, Keith, if I don't make it out of here, I want you to lead Voltron. Yep. Which is essentially possibly carrying the same sort of tone that happened in the original series where Shiro or Sven left and then Keith took over and then the color color of their suits no longer matched the lions for at least three of them. Because Allura took over for the blue lion while Lance moved to the red lion and then Keith went to the black lion. It's gonna be interesting. I can't And then the rest of the video shows little snippets of the Voltron team fighting aliens and stuff. If you, I feel like if you haven't seen the trailer, think of it like this. Think of it as the Star Trek Beyond trailers, where everything starts out normal, shit hits the fan, and then they separate, and you see individual members doing things in different areas. That's essentially what this trailer was. All of the characters split up doing their own thing in different areas trying to survive. So I'm guessing the synopsis for Season 2 will be to reassemble everybody. To try to get everybody back. Sounds about right. Um, and... Yeah. So once that trailer officially releases, we'll talk about it again, obviously. But as of right now, it's slated for later this year. Like, we thought it was going to happen next year, but it's literally coming out in a few months. Yeah, I forgot when they said it was coming out. Um, They didn't give an official date. They said late 2016. Okay. And if you haven't already... Go read the comics. I haven't because money. Right, right. <laughs> That's always my answer. Why if you can you afford that? the comics, money. If you can't afford the comics, go get them. If you can't, then I'll do my best to sort of catch you guys up. <laughs> you may have to catch me up just in case. Exactly. Off stri- um, uh, off podcast because spoilers. Yeah. Um. Uh, I actually did meet some of the guys at Lion Forge Comics while at Comic-Con as well. And I mentioned that I haven't gotten a chance to reading issue one. I have issue one. I just need to read it. Can we talk about the picture they used for this article? Freaking love it. Ah, uh, it's perfect. <laughs> if you've seen Voltron, it's from the first scene where Lance starts really flying the blue lion. And, like, Hunk is grabbing his hair, and Pidge is grabbing his shirt, and they're all, like, freaking out. <laughs> Except Shiro, who just looks like he's trying to take a really hard dump. He's trying to hold on to something. 
Uh, I love the art for this for this show. It's so good. It is. It is very very well done. Should we move then, on now? Yeah. Let's um. Let's see. So. Whew, Marvel. Let's just say a lot, a lot came out of Comic-Con. Yep. Um, not just in the Hall H stuff, but I'm just opening links right now, so oh, I'm so killing right. time. I'm opening up, like, a couple, well, I want to say, like, five of them. Uh, well, the first thing we can talk about is uh, Marvel Studios' updated film intro. Which, if you haven't seen it, pause it right now, go watch it. It's on Marvel's official page on YouTube. And because it is so good. It's new. It's different. It's including, like, little snippets of the movies, as well as, you know, snippets of the comics. And... It's a shame that we have to wait until Doctor Strange on November 4th to come out before we even see this on the big screen. Unless you were at Hall H and then you saw it on like seven big screens. There's one thing I want to comment about it. Uh Uh-huh. It is way too long. That thing is 36 seconds long. Yeah. Whereas the one before was maybe 10 seconds. Like, I feel I feel like they wanted to include a lot of things, but I really do think it's too long. Like, there there are a lot of people that think, like, you know, like, the, like you know, the DreamWorks stuff and, you know, showing all that type of stuff for too long. It's just, it extends it, and it's like, can, can we not? Like, we get Marvel Studios, you have all of these things, fantastic. Does it need to be 36 seconds long? Like, I I, I I think I would like to think so because honestly I didn't even notice that it was thirty seconds. Because like I started watching it and I'm like, okay, this is cool. Oh look, characters, cool. Okay, that's a lot of characters. Oh now we're moving on to uh, clips from show from the movies. Okay, wow, that, that's uh, that's a lot of clips. Um. Okay, there's the Marvel logo, and it's slowly going back in Marvel Studios. Great. Because I didn't know before. <laughs> like, I feel like, like, it's like, the you want to get your point across, but you're going to tell me a really long story to get your point across. That's what I feel like they did. Yeah. I just like it because the music's pretty awesome. Oh, the music's fine, you know, it's just... I feel like, again, you could have gotten your point across with, like, 15 seconds. Like, when they were showing the characters and stuff, I felt like if they did that, and then the Marvel Studios logo popped up, you're good. Because you understand, it's Marvel. These are your characters. I don't think the clips were necessary. I really don't. Okay. Alright, I see where you're coming from. Like, I, I want to see this. Okay. Comic pages. And then it kind of continues out. Characters. Ant-Man. 
Star-Lord, Captain America. Uh, Captain America throws the shield. And at that point, as soon as Captain America threw the shield, that's when the Marvel Studios logo should have popped up. Instead, we have to sit through another 10 seconds, almost 20 seconds, of the Marvel logo slowly panning in. So, I, yeah. I feel like if they, they should have stopped it before the clips. After that, it was just too much in my head. Okay. Alright. Well, I mean, it might grow on you. It might not. Who knows? It's possible. Um, I don't know. And continuing on with the Comic-Con sort of uh, coverage, Marvel has officially hired its first black female writer for their comics took them long enough um and two black female comic writers to their roster Roxanne Gay and Yona Harvey will be writing a Black Panther spinoff called Black Panther World of Wakanda and it's a side story that's going to follow the characters of Ayo and Aunt Anika, soldiers and lovers from the Doja Milaje, the elite female guards who protect the Black Panther. Hmm. I was expecting people to come out and say, wait, he needs... It's like, why are the females supposed to be guards? Why can't they be warriors? And it's like, they are. They're badasses. They're, they're elite if... warriors. That's why they guard the prince. <laughs> They guard the prince slash the king of Wakanda. Oh, that's right. He's king. I forgot. Yeah, because, you know. Papa dies. Because Bucky decided to, you know. Well, it wasn't really Bucky, but, you know. Well, it was Bucky, but it wasn't Bucky. Yeah. Sort of like how he (laughs) killed Stark's parents. Yeah. Which, I still have a lot of problems with that movie. And I seem to be the only (laughs) one that has problems with that movie. Yep. And so this... Like, I I won't watch that movie again. That's why I have problems with it. (laughs) I just can't. It's too excruciating. So that's all I really wanted to say on that. It's just like, they are bringing in a more diverse writing sort of crew to create interesting comics. And that's what we need. It's different perspectives bringing what they know and what they feel to an ever-expanding universe. It's kind of like the movies. How they've got exactly. uh, an all-black cast and I think they have a black director too, right? Mm-hmm. So There's maybe one white guy. Maybe. In the movie. Eh. And he might be one of the two antagonists in the movie. Yeah. We're not sure. We only know one of them, and that one's played by Michael B. Jordan. But we'll oh. get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, so then, going over to the Marvel gaming stuff, um, not much I really want to say on that other than um, the Ultimate Alliance and Ultimate Alliance 2 bundle has... It's actually been out since Tuesday for PS4 and PC. And coming out... Well, actually coming out as of right now when we're recording this for Xbox One. Um, Just a little side note, though. Ultimate Alliance 1 does not include the character DLCs. 
no idea why. Ultimate Alliance 2 has their character DLCs, but not Ultimate Alliance 1. Something went wrong. Also, if you're playing it on the PC, please be careful because that game is broken. It is <laughs> broken as all hell. Like, some people have stated that the controls are so broken, they couldn't even press A on the main menu to even get started. Wow. Yeah. That's the only thing I really wanted to, like, announce out of that. Because a lot of it was, like, updates to their mobile games, trailer for the PS4 exclusive Spider-Man game, Marvel Tsum Tsums, and, yeah. That's about it. I do like how they're putting Spider-Gwen in there. Oh, yeah. I'm currently trying to unlock her in Avengers Academy. I'm working on it. I am, like, a few pieces of things away um, but see, this is what I—I I mean, this is why I want the the Spider Verse movie. We could get a Miles Morales, but we could also get a Spider Gwen, as well as a, because in the game itself there is Mary Jane as the Scarlet Spider. That would be interesting too. Um, I feel sorry for Peter though. For all of the Peters, holy crap! Having Mary, having Mary Jane and Gwen there, that'd be like a oh, really yeah. it's, weird like ex. It's really thing. It's a really awkward time right now in Avengers Academy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Then there was uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine, Spider Ham, the uh, Spider Pig. Spider Pig. Do they really make that canon? It's a Spider Verse character. Yep. And, uh, let's see. Because I, I also want to see the Iron Spider. Uh, let me see. Where is Mary Jane? I'm trying to find her right now in my game. I have so many characters walking around, I don't even know who's who at the moment. Uh, there's Spider-Woman. There's... I, tr I tried playing Sith. that game, but my tablet just sucks big time. Ah, I, try I tried is. to play Mary it. Mary Jane. Lagging. I found her. I'm trying to look for the one redhead in the game. But, um... Yeah, she becomes, like, the Iron Spider. At some point. Um... Okay, so we're, we're gonna take that, uh... Um... <laughs> Sean's, in, Sean, Sean's internet went out. I'm gonna throw a little in there, so... That's probably what you just heard. Um... Last thing we talked about was the whole Marvel gaming stuff. Um, I think we've yeah we're I think we've kind of gotten all we could out of that because you were just kind of talking about finding Mary Jane. Yeah. Um, last little bit of note. Uh, no mention if Marvel stuff is going to be in Kingdom Hearts three, or if Marvel vs. Capcom four is coming. But that's about it. That's that's all I wanted to say on that. Um. Yeah, and then so we go on to Marvel Animation, which we're not using my article because my article's actually not one hundred percent complete. This one has the definitive stuff. Sorry, guys, over at the Marvel Report, I didn't, I wasn't there at the panel. I was dying, so <laughs> just quickly going over this stuff. Um. Really? 
there's a Rocket Raccoon and Groot patch that NASA just introduced in honor of space exploration. That's awesome. So, getting back to the point. Uh, the panel kicked off with a sneak preview of the upcoming episode of Ultimate Spider-Man vs. The Sinister Six, which comes back in September. Um, and he'll face the Spider-Verse once more, because, you know, they didn't manage to fix that last season. And, um, yeah. And then Ultron Revolution, Avengers Assemble, or Avengers Ultron Revolution, is going through its Inhuman arc, and it's sort of finishing out the season. And then next season will be Avengers Secret Wars, which will introduce... Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, The Vision, Ant-Man, and Wasp. As well as Jane Foster as Thor. So Lady Thor. Wow. Thor. That's huge, actually. Yeah. Because the Avengers have actually gone missing. Huh. So that's going to take up all of Season 4 for Avengers Assemble. Damn. See, this is what I, I wish I could watch this. Unfortunately, it's well, not on Netflix, and my other quote-unquote yeah. supplier is now no longer functioning. They only... Netflix and Disney XD have a really weird relationship. They only have season three of uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. They only have, I believe, season one of Avengers Assemble. Huh. And I don't know where else you'd be able to get them at the moment other than downloading them through digital outlets like iTunes or Amazon or, yeah, you know. But, and then for the last little bit, the Guardians of the Galaxy animated series is got three episodes left. Two episodes left, actually, because one episode aired on Sunday that, um, due to technical difficulties, I can only probably do my review and none of my pictures for the review. Um, but For reasons. yeah season 2 will feature I mean I mentioned this before at the New York Comic Con animation panel that season 2 actually when it was renewed for season 2 that the Guardians and the Avengers would be working together and now there's an actual picture of Iron Man, Ant-Man, Hulk, Star-Lord Captain Marvel, Drax and Captain America all working together and then some little extra stuff that's going to be coming this season. If you know sort of the Marvel cosmic lore, and like I do, I'm not going to say anything because I don't even know. And actually the last little bit is um, there's going to be little animated shorts that are just going to feature Groot and Rocket Raccoon. And yeah. Animation stuff is looking to get even better because as I'm going further down I'm realizing there's even more um, a feature length Hulk animated special called Hulk where the monsters dwell set to air in the fall it'll feature Hulk, Doctor Strange and the Howling Commandos and yeah I think it'd be, I think it'd be pretty cool if they did an animation for where Hulk went after uh, Age of Ultron. Since they're not going to make a move, like a live action movie, I think it'd be interesting if they did an animated movie about it and just brought in uh, 
Minus the fact face. that he's going to be in Thor Ragnarok in the Gladiator Hulk armor that I'm going to discuss later on in the episode. Well, I mean, yeah, but... I'm... They are actually going to talk about it in Thor. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, while still remaining on the TV side of things... Holy crap, guys. Holy crap. Ghost Rider is officially coming to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And fuck all you people who said you guys knew this beforehand because you guys didn't. You guys were not even paying attention to the fact that it was a rumor. Heck, the fact that there were flaming chains didn't even necessarily mean Ghost Rider because there's another Inhuman that was made for the TV show that in the last episode used chain like used like a metal chains as his weapon and that was hellfire so it was never confirmed until the panel you sound angry about this there are a few people on twitter that really got on my case about that because they're like oh they should have seen the writing up on the wall so soon blah 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 and i'm like shut the fuck up and be excited for once. <laughs> okay? It wasn't and to all of you people whining and complaining that this isn't Johnny Blaze as Ghost Rider, fuck off. <laughs> he's probably getting his own movie or his own Netflix series or he's showing up in some capacity in the greater MCU. This is an entirely different Ghost Rider, not even the same spirit of vengeance that inhabits Johnny Blaze. This is a totally new thing. And now to step down from my soapbox and get to the <laughs> the good stuff. Um, so this will be Robbie Reyes, the third Ghost Rider that we've seen in the comics, or like fourth or whatever. But instead of being inhabited by like the real Spirit of Vengeance, he's inhabited by like a dead dude named Eli, and it's going to be it's not a spirit; it's more of a ghost. And he drives a car, and not a motorcycle. So essentially, it's Ghost Rider, but not Ghost Rider. It's the common Rider drive of Ghost Rider. Pretty much, yeah. And... Unfortunately, he had, he had a comic, but it didn't do so well, so Marvel cancelled it. And this is a great way to sort of bring Robbie Reyes back into, like, the prime light. And going further down the article, um, another another person was cast in the show, um, Lily Bird's Birdcell, in the recur recurring role of Lucy. And let's see, very violent streak to her inner self due to things that have happened. Um, so it's going to be another Inhuman, obviously. And yeah, the promo that I saw. Leading up to it, Clark Gregg at the panel was talking, like, he just went up to Jeff Loeb before he was even introduced and was like, can we do the thing? Yeah, I remember that. And all through the panel, he's like, can we do the thing now? And eventually the entire panel just started chanting, do the thing. He still waited, um, <laughs> obviously, until closer to the end of the panel. And then Clark was like, now can we do the thing? And Jeff Loeb responds, yeah, sure, roll the clip. 
and it's just a picture of the shield logo, and then it bursts into flames, and out comes a skull. And then vengeance comes this fall. That's it. Yeah. It was. I lost my shit. That's 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 one of the things that I want to experience at a convention. Like they reveal something like that, and just to watch it with everybody else, and then just hear the cheers as that happens. That's and, that's got to be like an adrenaline rush. And that's also another thing that really ticked me off about people's responses online was like, oh, okay, they didn't experience it the way it was really meant to be experienced yeah. around a bunch of like-minded people. Well, cause see, th- like losing their shit. Cause like the difference is like, you're just like, oh god, you know, Ghost Riders coming to Agents of Shield, and you're like, like what? Really? Holy crap! And then you watch the trailer. It's like, oh, that is awesome. You weren't there for like, can I do the thing? Yeah, go ahead, do the thing, roll the clip, and like nobody's like, what's going on? I don't understand. And then Skull, and everybody's like, yeah, you know, you know, you're not there to experience that, and I completely understand, like. Just the adrenaline rush you can get from that. It was quite awesome. The sizzle reel was nice too for Agents of Shield that was before it. Um. Oh, there's a Lucifer season two Comic Con trailer that I didn't see. I will have to watch that later. There's also a Gotham season three trailer that I don't really need to get into, but let's see. So. Gabriel Luna, who is going to be playing Robbie Reyes. He's better known for his role in True Detective, Wicked City, etc. Also, he's been in, like, a ton of other things. So if you look him up on his IMDb page, you might actually accidentally recognize him from something. And I'm just excited because when I caught up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it made this reveal that much more worth it for me. Because I think he's actually going to be a series regular for the season. Now that I think about it. Um, let's see. He drives a car. He's a really... He's a seriously decent person. He uh, He's doing all of this for his brother, who's wheelchair-bound. And... Uh, the comics make him look so badass. Like... Yeah, some of the pictures they had for the article were pretty cool. Ooh. Yeah. And, um... If you have the chance, go and find the comics. Like, the small amount of comics that he's been in. Because it is worth it. It really is worth, you know, tracking down a very small comic run and and we're still sticking on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the moment because there's one other thing post Comic Con that came out earlier this week having to do with both why their Inhumans movie has been kind of pulled from the schedule and why there haven't been any named Inhumans besides Daisy in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. um yeah, so 
It turns out that the TV show can now actually use the classic royal family of Inhumans, like Black Bolt, Medusa, Lockjaw, and Crystal. Like, Jed Whedon said, yeah, totally, they can. Um, I, f I feel like, like, I won't lie, I'm not a fan of Whedon. I'm just not. Well, this is a different Whedon. Oh, it is? This is Jed Whedon, not Joss Whedon. This is Whedon's little brother. Uh, see, I thought it was the same guy. He just kind of like had different names. No, Joss Whedon did the first episode, and then Jed took over for the rest of it. Ah, uh, okay. Because Joss had bigger fish to fry at that time. And now he doesn't, and we're all thankful. Yeah. You're just opening articles. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm opening a ton of them because I'm just getting through the rest of the Marvel stuff opened up. Um, so, let's see. Once they get back to focusing on the Inhumans, the Inhuman royal family might actually be showing up in the TV show. Right now, at least with how the show is going, the Inhuman threat has sort of been quelled. Hive has been taken care of. And we don't know who is the current director of S.H.I.E.L.D. We honestly don't. And then life model decoys. So, of course, my running theory is... Uh, Nick Fury got into contact with Coulson and was like, You need to step down as director of S.H.I.E.L.D. and go be a principal at this high school in New York. <laughs> Ah, oh, that would be great. That would be perfect. See, like, Ugh. but see, that would fit into the cinematic universe, not the TV universe. And people say they're the same, and it's like, eh, sketchy. Well, it's possibly melding a little bit more. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is now in a different time slot. Yeah. So it can be a bit darker now since it's at 10 p.m. as opposed to 9 p.m. And it's funny too, there was a picture I saw on uh, Twitter of uh, Avengers uh, Infinity Part 1 and above mm -hmm. it were names of all of the normal people like, to uh, like the Tony Stark and blah 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 all of that. Uh, not those names, it was the actors' names. So it'd be like Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, all those type of things. And then they had um, all of the Guardians of the Galaxy. There were, yeah. the, there were the new names, uh, like Black Panthers, Guy Was Up There, Captain Marvel, da, 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 all that. And then continuing with the names, they started showing Ming-Na Wen and the Chloe Bennett and all of these and I'm like is this real? Like there there know. was no official thing so it sure as hell could have been photoshopped but like I, my first look was like that's a lot of names that I started going down it and I was like and then I saw Ming-Na Wen and then I saw you know Chloe Bennett and then Clark Gregg was there and I'm like really? I mean, like, don't get me wrong, it would be amazing, but, like, really? You know? Like, I feel, I feel like the people at Marvel have, like, 
put that, like, it's like they put, like, a gigantic thing of Swiss cheese in between the two, like, between Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., all of, you know, like, all of that stuff, and then the cinematic universe, so, like, small things go through the holes in the wall, but not everything goes through the wall. Because then that would yeah. just, you know, that would be common sense to put them <laughs> in the movie. And as we've seen, the Marvel and DC people tend not to have common sense when it comes to certain things. This, though, might be the chance to sort of reel it back in. We won't know until, you know, sometime next year. Because Infinity War Part 1 doesn't even come out until 2018. I was at 18, yeah. So we've got a year and a half at least before anything's supposed to be... I mean, don't get me wrong, too. I'm looking forward to that. But next year, holy hell. (laughs) Holy hell at the amount of movies Mm -hmm. that are coming out next year. Next year, we've got... Let's see... Guardians of the Galaxy, this is just Marvel I'm listing off right now. Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man, and then Thor. And then on the DC side, we've got Wonder Woman and Justice League, part one. Hello? I muted my mic for a second. Oh, okay. My dinner. All right. My dinner. I thought my internet got out again, and I was going to curse the gods once more. My my, my, my dinner's ready, so talk. I'll be right back. All right. And yeah, that's just really the lineup that's coming down for next year in terms of the movies for both Marvel and DC. On top of that, we've got, like, Star Wars Rogue One. We've got Star Wars Episode Eight. We've got this, that, and the other. And holy cow. Like, the TV shows, the movies, everything is getting to such a tremendous level that it's going to nearly be way more insane than it needs to be because they're now adding so many more TV shows at least Marvel is they're adding at least two to three more TV shows and then the movies are just getting more and more expansive and targeting different sections of the Marvel Universe Doctor Strange coming out this year will bring magic to the Marvel Universe like real magic and then we're going back to space in May with Guardians 2 and Spider-Man. We're seeing like the most humble, ground-level character. And then Thor, where we're getting to the literal end of the world as we know it. And I'll discuss more of that as I go into each individual movie. But at the moment... Um, There's still one more TV show to talk about. There was, in fact, a trailer released for the FX original series co-produced with Marvel, Legion. Which is going to deal with the character of Legion, who is one of Professor Xavier's kids. Who thinks he's insane, but is really just like a really, really powerful mutant. And, um, let me see. I'm gonna... So, David Holler, a troubled man who may be more than human. He's way more than human. Um, and it's gonna be dealing with his sort of realization that he is something 
more than human, that he's not schizophrenic, that he's not hearing voices in his head, but that he's really like a psychic, which could be very, very interesting. So, um, I don't know what else to say about this, because this is the first sort of Marvel movie that's sort of not being on a Disney sort of channel. Because we've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter that were on ABC. We've got the Netflix shows. We've got... Um, we've got Cloak and Dagger potentially coming to Freeform, which is still owned by ABC, which is still owned by Disney. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what else to say. Um, there's something else over here that I need to look at for a second. Um... Oh yeah, I've already seen that. Never mind. That's not what I needed to see then. But this this is dealing with something incredibly different in terms of TV shows. And it's really the first mention of a mutant in terms of the in terms of the live action Marvel shows. Mainly because it's still owned by Fox. I'm here. And... Okay, good. Uh, we were discussing the Legion trailer. Well, that's good because I don't watch the show. Uh, it's not out yet. Oh. It was the first trailer. That explains why I haven't watched it. <laughs> and this is probably not going to be tied into the Fox sort of universe of Marvel stuff. I, I wouldn't think so. But who knows? Anything's possible. Um, so just as a little bit of side funny stuff that just happened. Oh no. What just happened? As I was downstairs getting food, my dad's cell phone went off and he answered it. And after a bit, I'm like, okay, he's listening, he's listening. And then all of a sudden he goes, fuck off, don't call this number again, and if you call this again, I will be in contact with the district attorney's office. And then there was a pause, and then he laughed and hung up the phone. <laughs> I didn't, what? And then my dad, he, he, he held up the phone and he put it down. And then he tells us, like, after I said the whole district attorney thing, the act, the guy on the other end of the phone goes, fuck you. Wow. <laughs> it was a scam. Something about his computer. It's hilarious. Wow. Okay, that is quite interesting. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. <sighs> That's something I would do. Honestly. Um. Okay. So. So I'm. I'm gonna. I would say watch the Legion trailer at some point in time, John. But not right the second, because yeah. it's a minute and forty three seconds long, and I don't think I could talk for another <laughs> a minute and forty three seconds about this because I know nothing, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you could have moved on because the next thing is the whole defender. Oh no, that's that's late. Never mind. That's Luke Cage. Luke, Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. Yeah, and you know, that's the whole. I didn't want to move on until you got here. That's the whole universe that I haven't watched. So the whole side of the MCU that you have yet to see. I probably won't see because, yeah, I am um, a weak ass person. Let's see. So, Luke Cage had a teaser trailer leaked, not leaked, uh, shown at Comic-Con in Ballroom 20. Um, and then the Luke Cage, uh, and then it continued strong in Hall H later. But this was in Ballroom 20, the other big ballroom. Um... And in this trailer, it just sort of shows him being a street-level hero. Like, him doing his thing. And I won't lie, he, this trailer was amazing. Like, part of me wants to actually, like, watch it when it comes out. I don't know if I'd be able to. Well, yeah, I don't know. But, so he's a, he's a sabotaged experiment that leaves him with super strength and unbreakable skin... And, um, he's just, you know, trying to do the right thing, and, let's see, trailer opens with a character telling him that maybe he could do the right thing with his abilities, like those folks in the city, you know, talking about the Avengers and other superheroes like that. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of the nods that we get to the MCU in these shows, is like, the big green guy, or the god, yeah. or the flag bearer, you know, stuff like that. Or you might see Stark Tower in the background. Took me a second. Or Avengers I, Tower. Took me a second. I'm like, the flag bearer? And I was like, oh, Captain America. Okay. The guy who's literally wearing a flag yeah. as a suit? Um, yeah, let's see. We see Luke Cage kicking ass. And beating up his, uh, the perpetual nemesis of all Marvel Netflix shows, The Hallway. <laughs> and so, yeah, we just see him get shot up a lot and him just kind of shrugging it off because he's, you know, bulletproof. And the, and then, um, let's see, the showrunner, Chio Hood. Udari Coker uh, said to the Comic-Con press, the world is ready for a bulletproof black man. Wow. Yep. That's, um... Cage is coming to kick ass and take names. And that's in almost two months. Two months the series hits. Yep. <clears throat> More close, well... Yeah, okay, yeah, two months, never mind. Yeah. I had to do the math in my head. And then continuing on, there was an Iron Fist teaser trailer. And uh, Iron Fist played by Finn Jones, who was recently blown up in Game of Thrones. Literally blown up in Game of Thrones. Fun. Oh yeah, it was, it was a pretty graphic scene. It's just like one minute they're there, and then the next minute they're engulfed in flames. Um, and let's see, so, first created, let's see, 
owes his origin to Amazing Man. Okay, let's get to the actual trailer. So, he is the son of a, of a wealthy dude, and he him and his family were sort of involved in a mountain climbing accident. Uh, impressive, marvelous garden. Uh, let's see. It turns out that Iron Fist is actually Clark Gregg's favorite comic book series. But it starts off with uh, Danny and his mom uh, and they're mountain climbing and then he's lying in the snow overseen by a pair of monks and then flash forward to modern day New York returning home like much like another hero, Oliver Queen, a.k.a. the Green Arrow. Like how he returned home from a long ways away. And he's in a mental institution. Because that's Let's what you see. do with people who come back from horrific events. Oh, yeah. And then his quest for revenge seeks in. Uh, as it turns out, his dad's friend killed his dad, and... Like the Shakespeare play Hamlet, Danny Rand is on a vengeance quest. Not too unlike Ghost Rider, to be honest. So, he learns how to harness his chi, and uh, he breaks out through a wall, and yeah. It's just, it's going to be a pretty action-heavy series, and it's going to be also fun. Go watch the trailer if you want to see, like, all this in action. And, as a little fun sort of connection to all, to all of this, Carrie Ann Moss, who was uh, Jerry Hogarth in uh, Jessica Jones, and then subsequently in Daredevil Season 2, is going to be in this series, sort of being the glue that ties all this together. You feel like they had to come up with something like that. Well, I mean, Jessica Jones had Luke Cage in the show as well to sort of tie it to that. There you go. And Iron Fist is set to show up in one of the final episodes of Luke Cage. Hmm. So, it's all interwoven in some way. And, yeah. So... Odds are it's going to premiere sometime next year, like early next year, probably. and if we're lucky, later this year, but probably not, don't count on it, because if it does premiere earlier this year, or later this year, then that would mean the other shows would come earlier as well, but from a recent report that I've been looking at, they don't expect to have Jessica Jones Season 2 or Daredevil Season 3, um come until 2018 until after the defenders mhm mm well Jessica Jones like the people over at Jessica Jones are going to be filming season 2 right after defenders wraps ah okay so it's back to back filming and With speaking, speaking of, of the defenders, defenders <laughs> and speaking of daredevil yeah um there was a little teaser for Daredevil Season 3, it's literally just a Metro sign in, like, the subway covered in blood. But if you look at the blood, 
you can see there's a little DD over at the far um, right corner, over by where the three is. And that's Daredevil's logo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And because it's three, get it? Three? Uh huh. Uh, and then the Defenders trailer, it's a teaser. Yeah. It's a teaser, really. (coughs) It's literally just connecting the dots for you. Yeah. Showing you, like, different pictures of different logos of, like, the devil of, like, it's peeling back and showing different things set to Come As You Are by Nirvana. And it's sort of peeling back letters from all the logos spelling out Defenders. Um, I'm watching the teaser again because it's pretty awesome. And then it has someone saying, you think the four of you can save New York? And that's it. That's all the teaser is. Um, I'm quite excited for the Defenders because I just want to see how all of them will work together. Like, it's team-ups, and I really like team-ups, but at the same time, I haven't seen any of the other shows. Well, obviously, because, you know, Luke Cage and Iron Fist are not yet, but you know what I mean. So it's like, yeah. Right. (laughs) No news yet on when Punisher's solo series is going to be coming out. Probably around the same time as Daredevil Season 3 and Jessica Jones Season 2. So keep an eye out for all of that. Um, now to the big guns of Comic-Con, the movies. So as I mentioned earlier, Doctor Strange is going to bring magic to the Marvel Universe. Like, real magic. Yep. Or, you know, you know, quantum physics defying property blah blah blahs uh there was another trailer released obviously the second trailer sort of showing more of what is happening at the very beginning of Doctor Strange's life and why he was at least in Civil War on that hit list because it wasn't because he became Sorcerer Supreme at that moment he was still like a very outspoken neurosurgeon it was it this movie takes place moments or like days after uh, civil war concludes hmm. so uh, yeah uh, definitely go check the trailer out because it it's a mind fuck like as one of my friends put it it's a giant LSD trip with absinthe and a really huge joint all together. <laughs> like, you're that fucking high. Yeah, I don't condone using any of those. I haven't actually um, watched the trailer. That's one of the other ones I meant to get to and I forgot. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the so. people at Hall H also got a chance to look at some extra footage too that we're, we as normal people aren't really privy to uh, 
the uh, hilarious clip of Wong, he introduces himself to Strange, and Doctor Strange is like, just Wong? Like Adele? And Wong just stands there, shaking his head. And it's also worth noting that his American accent is on point. Like, you couldn't even tell that he's not American if you didn't know who Benedict Cumberbatch was. And honestly, if you don't know who Benedict Cumberbatch is, where have you been? And why are you suddenly coming out to see the light now? Do you even know what a podcast is? How did you get your hands on something like this? I really need these questions answered. (sighs) Well, I can't answer them for you. Well, no. No one can. I I saw a gif of him as Sherlock walking down, like, a street. He grabs his scarf and, like, goes to pull off the scarf and as it does, the scene quickly changes to him putting on the Doctor Strange cape. It was really... It was was seamless, but it was good. Uh, Yes. I'd like that, actually. If they mentioned just Sherlock Holmes. Especially if uh, Tony Stark was there. Oh, that would be fun. Because there'd be two Sherlock Holmes in the room. Yeah. And if they somehow... Somehow ex- ex- uh, included the X-Men and Magneto was there, that'd be that'd three. That'd be three. <laughs> and then you just need to get Johnny Lee Miller... And there would be four. Because he plays Sherlock on CBS. Yeah, there you go. Which is funny because him and Benedict Cumberbatch were both in a play together in England. I think it was a Frankenstein sort of deal. And it was two Sherlocks on the same stage. That's great. Yeah. So... If you have the chance, check out the trailer. If you have more of a, of the time, check out the panel highlights. Because, as usual, silly things happen at these panels. Yep. So that that's the only Marvel movie left to come out this year. And then we go on to the docket for 2017 with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Which starts off with, mind you, this panel was also moderated by Chris Hardwick. Most of these were moderated by Chris Hardwick. Of course it was. Because it's Chris Hardwick. I'm just not a fan of this. And James Gunn pumped up the audience, and then people dressed as the Ravagers from the first movie poured into the room. And they interacted with fans and made their way up on stage, only to take seats meant for the cast, mocking them with impressions until, you know, James Gunn told them to go away and make way for the real stars. There was a trailer released and a preview scene. Obviously, that we're not going to see until when Doctor Strange comes out, and so more on that later. But I'll describe the scene to you. Um, the first was a fun scene that featured Rocket, Yondu, and Baby Groot breaking out of the Ravager's prison and 
Yondu tries to get Groot to retrieve the mohawk, because Yondu normally has, like, a giant red mohawk. And so he can use it and control his arrow. Groot, baby Groot doesn't understand, and keeps bringing him more and more ridiculous items. So, like, go get me my mohawk. Oh, did you mean this candy cane? Did you mean this shoe? Did you mean this microphone? You know, something like that. They make... They manage to break out, and it's a montage of his arrow weaving around and through Ravagers. They make their way onto the ship's bridge, and the three slow-mo walk across to come a little bit closer by Fleetwood Mac, while bodies rain down all around. It was perfect. It would have been... It sounds perfect. Awesome music, and just badassery. Were you there for this? No. Oh. I'm literally reading what is written in the article. Oh. <laughs> oh, like, you sound like you were there. I wasn't. A lot of other people were. Okay. And then the second video was the actual first trailer. And the Guardians are now well known across the universe. And finding a job really isn't a problem anymore. It's a bunch of clips. A bunch of clips to show like the various places that they will go to in the upcoming movie. They fight a space beast, Yondu is part of the gang, Golden Aisha will be featured, Mantis is awesome, and then the real identity of Star-Lord's father, played by Kurt Russell, is revealed to be Ego. Now, for those of you who know the comics, Ego is a living, breathing planet. Uh-huh. And Kurt Russell's character will be, like, the physical embodiment of the planet. And this planet was also featured in the animated series, and was the reason why Ronin is back in the animated series, before he ultimately got thrown into a mountainside, where I added the caption, Ronin blasts off again. Because Thanos literally comes down and was like, give me my cosmic seed, takes it from Ronin, and, like, force pushes, or force bitch slaps him into a mountain. Cool. Oh, yeah. And the last little bit of Guardians news is um, Tower of Terror will no longer be Tower of Terror at Disney's California Adventure because most, if not all, of Hollywood Land is going to be uprooted and turned into Marvel Land. Disney's California Adventure Park now will have a new ride, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And it'll turn the Tower of Terror into the Collector's Collection Room. And the Guardians are trying to escape. So it is escaping from the Collector. Which and really doesn't make much sense because the Collector was not a bad guy. I'm not going to say he was no, a good guy, but he wasn't exactly a bad guy. No, he's not a bad guy. It's just the fact that he wants the Guardians in his collection. Because they are so prominent. Okay. I, just the last, a... the last of Groot's kind, uh, a daughter of Thanos, uh, the last of Drax's kind, a human, and a sentient raccoon. I mean, for God's sakes, he has Cosmo the space dog in his collection in the movies. And Howard the Duck. And Howard the Duck, among other Easter eggs. So. Yeah. I'm actually excited because I've ridden Tower of Terror enough times and 
it got boring for me. I'm ready for something new. People are bitching and moaning about that, and I'm like, you know, they're not changing the one that's in Florida, right? That one's still gonna be there. And I hear it's better than the one we have now. That, and it's just... I agree with you. It's like time for a change. When you've had I a mean, ride uprooting... for like 60, 70 years, I feel like it's Well, Tower of Terror hasn't been around for 60, 70 years. It was like almost 15 or so years. Really? California Adventure hasn't been around that long. True. Well, the ride by itself has been around for a long time. The one in California has not been around for a long time. Yeah, and so you still have the one that's in Orlando. And that's fine for me. I mean, they're already uprooting most of Frontier Land and replacing it with Star Wars Land. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just something to get used to. I mean, they changed something in California Adventure fairly recently to make it look like uh, Steve Rogers' apartment in in uh, recognition of the 75th anniversary of Captain America. So, yeah. And then, following up with that, was the Spider-Man Homecoming first look. Um, let's see. Why is my phone blowing up all of a sudden? I don't care! Okay. Let's see. Familiar music played over a montage of Captain America Civil War, and then uh, Tom Holland walks on stage, greeting everyone with a hey everyone, like the same way he did in Civil War. I love that. That he just says, hey everyone, and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, this is Spider-Man in the MCU. Yeah. Couldn't get much better than this. And then they brought out the rest of the cast, um, including one of the directors, and the crowd goes crazy. And the best thing about this movie is, it's going to just be a high school musical... Uh, not high school musical. High school movie. <laughs> if it was going to be a musical, that would be I mean, technically, impressive. Marvel is owned by Disney. So, I mean, I'm just saying. It would be quite impressive if they did a musical. Zach Efron comes in and starts dancing around. <laughs> exactly. Let's see. Ah... Uh, what are Damn you doing? I got, some, I got some cords twisted up, and now it's all fucked up in my thingamajigger. Anyways, I'll figure this out later. Um, so, it's going to be about a 15-year-old kid. It is literally the ground level of the Marvel Universe. And it's we're going to learn how it is to be a superhero that just went through puberty and just so happens to be in the 10th grade. And the clip that was shown was set to Joan Jett's Bad Reputation. I know that song. It's a good song. Don't give a damn about my reputation. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but, oh, I fixed it. I fixed the whole chord issue that was going on. So it was an exclusive, like, not recorded or YouTube or anything. So yeah, it, it was, like with the Guardian stuff, it was not released. I, I, I won't we won't, lie. We won't see this until when Guardians comes out, or like the Super Bowl. Like I, I won't lie, I hate when they do that. I understand why they do it, but I hate it. 
Because it's like, there's a lot of people that can't make it. You know, like, I can't because I don't have the money. There's other people that don't have the money. There's other people who have day jobs that they can't just drop everything and go to this thing that are interested in this. And I feel like they're leaving the vast majority of their demographic out of seeing this clip. And I know you're rewarding the people who could pay the money to be there, but that's like a 5% of the 100% of people that would see this movie. And I, I feel like it's just a slap in the face to them. Like, you didn't have the money to be here, therefore you're screwed and you see nothing. Have fun, the rest of you. We're actually probably going to see this around Super Bowl time. Whenever these trailers are refused, like, when they're not even shown... When they're not shown to the public at Comic-Con, it's usually because they're saving it for the mass audiences in either another movie or during Super Bowl time or during, you know, when trailers are supposed to come out. This movie has only been filming for 10 days. Like, they only had filmed up to 10 days before this footage was shown. So they had nothing really concrete to show people. This was just a, here's your first look at what's going on. And that footage will be incorporated into the first trailer that's going to come out probably around Doctor Strange time, if not Christmas time, if not Super Bowl time. So, I understand your gripe. I understand it's like you're missing out on content. I missed out on this too. I'm literally just reading this off of a page. And, like, I had the opportunity to go do this, and yet I still missed out on it. So... Because that's the other thing, too. There's a lot of people there, and if they didn't get in, it's like, okay, well, you're screwed. You can't see it. It's like... Well, the thing about Hall H, too, is you have to start lining up the day before. Oh, yeah. The line opens at 4.30 a.m. the day before to get in the following day. And that's just to get a goddamn wristband. That's dumb. I'm just saying. Like, they need to spread these out. You can't have everything take place in one area. Because if you do that... There's going to be a lot of people that miss a lot of things. Only problem is San Diego Comic-Con really only has four ballroom, like four like rooms that can accommodate a large amount of people. And most of the time, it's usually being taken up by something else. Like Ballroom 20 was enough to do like the DC TV shows and the Marvel TV show stuff. But for something like the movies which have a much bigger audience, you would need something like Hall H. Hall H is the biggest room. Well, and they don't... Something I would do then is I would implement a one-time use thing. You go into Hall H, it's going to be a one-time thing. Make sure it's something you really want to see because as soon as that panel ends, you have to leave and you can't go back in. Therefore, the crazy amount of people that want to go in there can actually go in and see something. And yes, there's going to be people like, well, the only thing I wanted to see was Thor, but Thor is filled up. It's like, well, that's going to happen. But with the whole one-time deal thing, it would make it less annoying, in my opinion, because it would be like, well, that's 30 people in there that were just here for the last two things. Like, can't you get them out so I can go in? I just think that's fair. It's a lot harder to do than you would think, though, because you would have... It It just comes down to hiring more people to 
enforce more people, and Comic-Con's already crowded as is, and hiring more security personnel would make it even or make, worse. Make it a ticket thing, like theaters. You get a ticket that's either the the two part, and you break you know break off one part and give them that, and then they go in, and then they have to leave, or make it a, a hole punch thing. You have a ticket, you walk in, they hole punch it, you sit down, and then when everybody's out before the next panel takes place everybody goes in you have to show your ticket and if it's got a hole punch in it already they tell you to get out of line you've already seen something there's ways of organizing it and there's ways of doing it and I just don't know if they would even try they're not going to because (laughs) it ruins the quintessential Hall H experience of waiting all day with your friends and then seeing everything that has to be offered like I understand a lot of people can't see a lot of this but DC showed everything they have and it's all online Marvel's only doing this because they have so much already in the pipeline and most if not everything that was shown at Hall H is online except for you know, the Thor Ragnarok footage, the Spider-Man Homecoming footage, and the Guardians of the Galaxy footage. Like, the only... The That's three things. That's only three things that didn't make it out of Hall H. The, the only thing I feel like they could also do to change it is to stream the panels. That's the only other way to do it. Paid streams. Yeah. Done. Well, not even paid streams. Just streams. Paid streams would make more sense. Don't get me wrong. They, that would make more sense. Well, what would happen but, is you would have paid streams so that they could watch the trailers. But if you just want to watch the panels, the free streams would cut out any of the videos that were shown. That would actually make sense. Like it's like we're about to boom. Like, I just solved it. Like like you're watching the panel and then they're about to show the trailers. And if you're like, I hate to say it, it'd be sort of like like adult cam type stuff. Where if you're not paying, you can't do certain things. Don't ask me how I know that. All right, don't ask me. Uh, but I, f- I don't want to know. I so. feel I feel like you could do that, where you're limited in what you can see. And so if like you're watching the panel, they're gonna show the trailer. They fade out the audio and the video so it goes to black, and then as soon as the trailer's finished, you put them back in so you see the panel again. So yep. That's how it would work. There's ways around it, and there's ways to fix it, but they just won't deal with it. That's sad. Because a lot of fans would be upset. That's all I'm saying. A lot of fans are upset now, and a lot more would be upset. It's just going to be... It comes down to how upset people are. You, you, You can't please all the people all the time. So Exactly. So they leave it how it is... Because they already know how many people are upset, and they've already managed to deal with it in a way that sort of quells them to us, to an extent. And changing things would sort of, people would argue that would ruin, you know, waiting in Hall H, waiting in that line to see it. Because, oh, I'll just go um, go home and pay five bucks just to see this. Or however much it would be. Well, technically that means they spend more money. Because if you already spend the money to get into Hall H, 
But then you say, I don't want to sit and wait in Hall H. I'm just going to go back to my hotel room and watch it on the stream and pay five bucks for the stream. That's an extra five dollars they get. So, if anything, that way they'd be getting more money. Right, and... Unless, for them, like, you're for at the con and you have to give you, like, some sort of, like, you know, voucher or something like that. It's like, if you can't make it to this one, watch it from your hotel room, put this in, and it will let you watch the paid version. Because you've technically already paid for it. Yeah. But... Their system works for them, and they're going to keep using it until it doesn't work. That's just how it, how the universe is run. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> or if you don't want to fix it. Yeah, that's exactly. The way, that's the way I look at it. They just don't want to fix it. Yeah. So, finishing up this homecoming stuff. Um, so, the footage opens up like with a yearbook featuring pictures of the Avengers including a Tony Stark with a mullet and an afroed Nick Fury and the clip opens then on Peter Parker watching a YouTube video of the airport scene from Civil War and then him crushing on girls hanging out with his friends inventing new web technology during class trying to escape study hall and then we also get to see Flash Thompson and then the clip ends with concept art that confirms that the vulture is going to be the big bad for the movie. It's not confirmed if it's going to be Michael Keaton, but it's still, you know, a safe bet. And it's going to be like a light and funny movie. And yeah. So July 7th, 2017 will be the release date for Spider-Man Homecoming, so stick around for that and all of that fun jazz. I just and can't the, wait for a trailer. The last movie coming out in 2017 out of Marvel is the third and possibly final Thor movie. Probably not final Thor movie. And that's Thor Ragnarok. Uh, the cast couldn't be there because they're in Australia. But they showed up to the panel and they showed a picture of the gladiator armor that Hulk is going to be wearing, inspired by Planet Hulk. Like the Planet Hulk story. And yeah, this armor is beautiful. That's it insane. is beautiful. And, um, yeah. Let's see. So there's pictures of it all over the place. I have pictures of it myself. And they were treated to um, a hilarious documentary of where Thor was during Captain America's Civil War. And it was literally... Um, let's see. Some guy and him hanging out. Where was Thor during Civil War? He moved in with me and we sort of played Connect 4. A lot. <laughs> and it's just this picture of Thor sitting in like a long sleeve shirt and his boxers playing Connect 4 with a guy in what looks to be like a business suit and Mjolnir's just right there next <laughs> to it good. and they're just playing Connect 4 and then that was followed up by actual footage from the movie and um yeah so the the documentary it's featured Thor living down in Australia with a guy named Daryl Jacob Jacobson 
in a small apartment. He's wearing board shorts, sitting around, not doing much in a cheap apartment. Uh, Daryl has some difficulty vacuuming around Mjolnir, sitting in the middle of the floor, and we see Thor volunteering at an elementary school, asking them to identify poor drawings of the Avengers. Thor is surprised that the kids know who the purple weirdo is in the lineup, but easily the best part about the little short are the letters that Thor dictates for Daryl to send to Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. Thor writes to Tony, How's it going? Remember that time you created the possessed robot that nearly destroyed Earth? That was funny. <laughs> then to Steve Rogers, he writes, Do you remember that time when I goaded you into killing those prisoners and you made me swear not to tell the Avengers other Avengers? I haven't told them yet. <laughs> Thor shows us his bedroom that tells Daryl to keep out an Asgardian. Inside the room, we find Thor's costume hanging up in his near his window and his and next to the bed is a tiny bed with Mjolnir tucked in. Wow. And then on the wall, there's a homemade crafty chart trying to explain what Infinity Stones are. It looks like he's investigating a crime, asks who the purple man in the chair is, notes he doesn't like to stand, and has a magic glove. It's not all business, though, as there, there's also a drawing of Mjolnir wearing sunglasses holding a Thor action figure. <laughs> Easily the best part is when Thor hangs out with Bruce Banner... And he learns that Tony Stark has been contacting Banner really frequently, asking him to join his side in Civil War. But Stark doesn't feel the need to talk to Thor on the phone at all. Tony says he'll call Thor another time, but the God of Thunder reminds him he doesn't have a phone. So he should call a raven. <laughs> see, that's something that we probably won't actually see, that I would love to see. Yeah. That might end up on the DVD as like an extra. Probably, eh, I, I could see that. That might even end up on the Civil War DVD as an extra, to be honest. I'd love it if that was the, um, like, a secondary, like, after credit scene. <clears throat> like, that, well, like you get, like, the after credit scene, and then they kind of have that, like, small bit of credits after that. Then it fades to black and then fades back in to the start of the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been perfect, but Thor Ragnarok wasn't really filming too much at that time, so they didn't really have time to put this together. Yeah. Just yet. And then, large amount of concept art and behind-the-scenes footage, including Kate Blanchett in full costume as Hela, Jeff Goldblum lacking the blue skin of his Grandmaster look, and Hulk le le leaping into action in his gladiator armor against Thor in, in an arena. And then we got Surtur, the large fiery demon that brings about the end of the world as we know it. So, yeah. Surtur is coming. Oh, and then bonus note, um, Carl Urban, who's going to be playing Scourge the Executioner, completely shaved his head for the role. Fine. So, thanks for the haircut. <laughs> it's not just it's not just the ladies who are playing bald characters that are asked to shave their heads. Yep. It's also Carl Urban. And I think that's the last bit of Marvel news at the moment. Captain so Marvel is the Captain Marvel stuff. So we're on to the last bit. I'm just opening up the next set of things. Uh, that's a YouTube clip. So wow, I'll that's open that a one later. that's a lot of people in that picture. 
Oh yeah, that's the. It's a family photo. Yeah, that's that really is and, everybody. Holy and crap. right before Hanny's like, wait, bringing in our newest Marvel cast member, Brie Larson is Captain Marvel, and she walks on stage, and the crowd goes insane. And um, there's no video of it either. I would have liked to see video of that. Yeah. And now there's just a picture going around of her wearing the Marvel Studios hat, which everyone in attendance got. Yep. Because it's the new logo. And, um, yeah. That's all I can say about that is, like, she's officially confirmed. Also, side note, you may want to talk to Andy. Yeah. Because, uh, looks like this page kind of messed up a bit. Yeah... I will have to talk to someone about it. The it kind of looks like they did it weird. on purpose. Because the the related articles thing is just like ridiculously long, and it goes right through Captain. So it just looks like Marvel Studios. Marvel. Marvel. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And... Right now, Brie Larson's rocking the redhead look because she's filming another movie at the moment. She'll be blonde when Captain Marvel comes back around. Don't worry. I I don't think red is her natural color anyway. No, her natural color is blonde. Yeah. Which sucks because she looks really good in red hair. (laughs) Yeah. So, we won't see her on the screen until July 6th, 2018 when her solo movie comes out there's rumors going about that she may appear in other movies she might have a bit of a tease in guardians 2 there might be a bit in thor that references her who knows nothing's really in stone yet for that but that sort of wraps up the comic-con marvel stuff so now moving on to the comic-con dc stuff which there's also a bunch of. Not as much as Marvel, but there's a bunch. And first and foremost, um, Jeff Johns has officially taken over as president and chief creative officer of DC Entertainment. What will this mean? That Black Canary won't get killed off again in another show. Probably. Uh, I did realize you didn't put that bit down. Oh, okay, I didn't. Of uh, Katie Cassidy is now... Yeah, I forgot to write that down. It's now officially yeah. part of all of the... Yeah, Katie Cassidy is officially part of all four shows as well. Yep. So, what will she be in Supergirl? We don't know, but Flashbacks and Arrow, Black Siren in Flash, and then I believe alternate timeline versions of herself in Legends of Tomorrow. Probably. Or past versions of herself. Past versions of herself makes more sense. Yeah. But, yeah. So, forgot to mention that. So, there's that little side note. I forgot to write that in because I couldn't find it anywhere. I remembered that it happened because AP my editor, Andy literally lost his shit. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. But yeah. He threw his hands up in the air and just starts screaming. I I've Mind said, you, he was in the bathroom when he figured this information <laughs> out too. Like, so Like I, I've said before, I am not a huge fan 
a laurel, but I just I think she deserves another chance to actually like become a better character. She deserved better. Yeah. Like, what she like got. if you really wanted to kill her off, you should have done a better job of doing it rather than just, uh, oh, she was stabbed and oh, she died. Like, what? Like, nothing could have saved her? Nope, sorry. She's dead. She was going to make a full recovery. Yeah. That was the problem, was it just... It's like, oh yeah, she's gonna make a full recovery. No, she's not. And essentially the last thing she did was give Oliver the blessing of being with Felicity. That's what really pissed people off. Oh yeah. <laughs> but back to where we're at now. Jeff Johns now is running things. And uh, his promotion is both probably because of Batman vs. Superman and because of what was going on over on the DC TV side of things with Arrow. And he also contributed to the Wonder Woman script and is also helping write the Ben Affleck Batman movie. So... So who was he beforehand? He was just a comic book writer. He wrote some of the biggest comic storylines. I think he all was the one who wrote Flashpoint. And yeah. like he's written a lot. And so he's had a lot he's had a big stake in a lot of these yeah, things. Yeah, cuz I didn't know who he was. And all of a sudden the news Jeff Jones is now da, 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 and I'm like who? Who? Who is this guy? Why is everybody so excited? I don't understand. Because you're not a regular reader of comics. No, I'm not. And I, I would be, but, you know, money. Time and money, yeah. Not time. I got all the time in the world. It's money I don't have. Yeah, but time is also money. So you're not putting in the time to get said money, so you yeah. can't put in the time for the comics. Yeah. I'm trying to put but. time into other things. And yeah. But, yeah. Um... I mean, congratulations yeah, to this guy. I mean, he just got the big, big one of the biggest promotions you know, he could have probably gotten. Well, yeah, now he's sort of in control of everything in terms of creative direction. So, chief creative officer, nice. Yeah. Well, see, because it's funny. It says president. So he's the president and chief creative. Well, see, like they say, he's the president of DC Entertainment, but then like you go down, it says. Johns will answer to Diane Nelson, who's president of DC Entertainment and president of Warner Brothers. And it's like, um, so... Two presidents. Yeah, like, I, I don't understand that. How is it that if he's the president of, the D, of DC Entertainment, how is there another president of DC Entertainment that he has to answer to? That, that Well, it's because like, I guess... Here's how it would be. He's, oh, he's overseeing DC Entertainment... While she is, she is a Warner Brothers employee overseeing DC Entertainment. He's a DC Entertainment employee overseeing DC Entertainment. Okay. It's confusing, and she, <laughs> but well, she's Warner Brothers owns DC, so yeah. well, yeah, I'd... she she's the Warner Brothers employee that's watching over it, and Jeff and she put Jeff Johns in charge of it, and he's going to report to her. 
she's essentially the real president of DC Entertainment, and he's sort of just there as, like, the... She's the figurehead while he does and everything. He's, yeah, exactly. Sort of like England, where Queen is the figurehead, but then the Prime Minister really does everything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Alright, and now on to trailers. We had the Suicide Squad final trailer soundtrack remix thing uh this movie literally hits next friday yep um i'm seeing it on wednesday because my school gave me tickets wow so beauty of being a cinema tv art student in socal yeah i guess and you'll be able Um, to give your impression on it the following week (laughs) exactly hopefully exactly um, really, if you haven't seen any of the trailers, you really are missing out on what's going to be probably one of the more interesting DC movies in the past few years. I watched um, it, so. Because it's fun and serious and humorous all at the same time. And not many movies can pull that off well, but from what I'm seeing from the trailers, it looks to be like they they got it right. Um, Hold on. Alright, we're good. And, uh... Did... I forgot, is that part... Was that clip part of the trailer? Because it was a clip released of Katana meeting the rest of the group. And it was like they're all sitting on a plane, and Katana walks up, and the lead guy is sort of like, This is Katana, she's from Japan. Her sword can cut through you before you see it coming, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, she says something in Japanese, I don't remember what it was. It was a small, like, back and forth between the two. And then, um, Harley Quinn leans over, puts a hand out, and says, My name's Harley Quinn, it's nice to meet you. You know, and she's like, her all peppy self and stuff. And then Katana, like, reaches for the handle of her sword, looks over to the guy sitting on the other side, and goes, Do I kill her? And he's like, No, you're good. And then they cut back to Harley, and she's like, I like her. (laughs) Um, they've like, they've had, Warner Brothers has actually at least have had, um, several little, like, minute-long clips of each character as like their character introductions so they had one let me just look uh Suicide Squad trailer official Comic Con soundtrack remix and then they had the Joker Harley, Deadshot Puppet Masters, Killer Croc, Slipknot, Boomerang, Katana Rick Flagg who is the leader of the group Enchantress, El Diablo Amanda Waller like they've had 20 second clips they've had minute long clips because essentially this movie is going to be focusing on Joker, Harley, and Deadshot. More so than the others. Especially Captain Boomerang. We're not paying too much focus on Captain Boomerang. Just a guy that throws boomerangs. Who's Australian. Yeah. An Australian guy who throws boomerangs. Great. Exactly. And then, let's see, what was next after that? Did I? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. I am so fucking excited for this movie. 
Like, I didn't think I was. I, and then I saw the trailer, and I'm like, what? I, I'm going to say this uh, as something I've done before, and I will admit, not egotistically, I've rarely done. I'm going to put my foot in my mouth and say that this movie actually looks interesting. Like, I when Batman vs. Superman came out, she didn't exactly feel like the type feel like the Wonder Woman I feel like they should have had this movie I feel like changes it like all the aspects I thought she couldn't I didn't think she fit fit so she's changed my mind I think she makes a good Wonder Woman and this movie looks freaking amazing and to top it all off it's not a World War 2 movie it's a World War 1 movie yeah that war is never talked about. If you look at the history of first-person shooters, World War Two, World War Two, yeah. we're getting World War One video games coming soon. Like this is, like, to quote Jared Leto, a brave new world. <laughs> and like that sort of tone, like that sort of Wonder Woman, I believe, hopefully, will carry over into Justice League. Which comes out the same year. Yeah. Both of these movies come out next year. And Justice League actually looks to be good. Oh, yeah. There's one... I do it all the time, and I'm sure you're sick and tired of hearing it. I have one gripe with the trailer. One thing I didn't exactly like. It wasn't bad, but I didn't exactly like it. The Flash's suit? No. The intro of The Flash. Why don't I like it? Because it was essentially not a shot-by-shot remake, but close to it of Stark getting Spider-Man. The whole thing of the veteran walks in, the young guy walks in, young guy tries to hide it, old guy does something to provoke the young guy, which then shows his powers. It's essentially the same thing. And I, yeah, I, feel, okay. I feel like that's... Now that you mention it. It's like, did did you try? Like, was this a, your plan? And then, you know, event, you know, um, Civil War did it. And then you're like, well, shit, we got it written down. We got to do it anyway. Or was it like, we need a way to introduce this? Well, look at the way they introduced Spider-Man. Let's just do the same thing. Okay, sure. Well, I want to say that this was filmed before Civil War came out. Like, at least these scenes because I know they've been working on it for a while now so yeah I just like Batman going up I just liked um, Bruce Wayne going up to um, going up to Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman I was trying to think of his actual name and I can't think of his last name to save my life it's Arthur something yeah and I can't remember it to save my life but he goes up to him and is like I hear you can talk to fish Batman, Bruce Wayne really needs to stop picking on people stronger than him. Because <laughs> one of these days he's going to get his ass pushed in. Uh, yeah. And then he goes up to Flash he's like, I hear you're fast. That's a bit of an understatement, but okay. Yeah. And Aquaman looks totally badass. Like, oh, next yeah. year's going to be the year that the Aquaman jokes pretty much stop. Yeah. 
Although, I don't know. I mean, they're already continuing, so I mean... The, like, I I saw a meme where it was like... It was the, the shot where Aquaman had Bruce by the collar pushing up against the wall. And then, like, Bruce says, So, have you found Nemo yet? <laughs> so, so they're continuing. It's just, uh, you know, they might get a little bit more intricate. But what I found funny was that it's not necessarily him talking to fish. It's him just suggesting and having a sort of power of persuasion over them because fish's brains aren't as, you know, complex. Yeah. And so it's more of a uh, command versus talking. One thing I will admit, though, is I can't wait to see um, Cyborg's origin. Because every shot we saw of him, he was normal. And then the last shot we see of the group, he was Cyborg. So I'm hoping it's kind of like the way... Um, the Justice League cartoon did it, not just like not the '90s one, the more recent one, um, like the one that Flashpoint was made from. Yeah, because um, that was that was a really interesting or, like origin for that character, and I hope they use that. Definitely. Definitely. I, I will. Um, I will say though, I didn't think about it beforehand. But once, like I told you, my gripe, and then you said the uh, the Flash's outfit. I'm like, yeah, actually, that does because it looks more like armor. Do, 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 do. What was that? Do, 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 do. Oh yeah, yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Someone comparing the two suits. That was pretty funny, actually. Um, but. It kind of actually looks more like the original MMPR movie suits. Yeah. Than it does the new and that ones. Is the new not, ones look more like Iron Man. That, that is not a good thing either. No. Like, like, because those were essentially hockey equipment painted to look like Power Rangers outfits. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, the Flash doesn't wear armor. He's never worn armor. I'm not saying you gotta be like, you know, the, the 90s Flash where it's like really tight like but holy their crap. rationale at least this time around was that he it was sort of a macgyvered attempt at a flash suit because yeah. he hadn't had his powers for long enough to actually create his own suit so he took things from nasa that were you know Jeez. flame and friction resistance yeah that's true sort of like then, uh peter parker's first spider-man outfit Exactly. <laughs> it was essentially just like a face mask. Uh-huh. So, I mean, and I get it. So that's... Yeah. I like the okay. effects they use, too. Kind of. Like, I mean, with TV show Flash, his eyes would kind of, like, static, and then he would just, like, run. There was no lightning or anything unless he was going, like, really fast and he was trying to throw the lightning bolt. With this Flash, it's like, he's just, like, when he stood still and the Batarang was coming towards him, like, time slowed down and there was, like, the static and the lightning everywhere. And it's like, 
Okay, I, I get it. I don't exactly know if I like it. You know? Yeah. Eh. Well, you know, it is what it is. And then, so that's it for the movies, for now. Um, there's a little bit more towards the end, but they aren't, they're, they're more along the lines of Goofy than anything else, or have nothing to do with these movies. Yeah. Um, so we got the first look at Kid Flash, Wally West's Kid Flash. This is so cool. Uh, the suit looks amazing. Yep. Um, and you, we actually get to see more of it in the, uh, season three trailer. Yep. Too, so that's cool. Like, and I think I think it's pretty much established that he's Kid Flash only because of Flashpoint. Like, once Flashpoint's over, he's probably gonna go back to his normal self. Or who knows? There may be some disturbance in the Speed Force, and he gets to keep his uh, speed only because. When Barry fixes the timeline, Wally just so happens to be with him. Yeah, it's, or maybe they both need to fix it. Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> um, I couldn't help. It's like, there's a disturbance in the force. I'd love... The speed force! Yeah, I'd love that. Just like one episode, Barry goes, I sense a disturbance in the speed force. Not one I felt since. And then he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> And he says that in front of Cisco, and Cisco's like, "Dude, you left me hanging. Come on, <laughs> that'd be perfect. Either that, either that, or he'd give him like, did you really, did you really just quote Star Wars? Because they could yeah. do that because it's owned by Disney. So I mean, uh, no, no, oh, DC does. See, I did it. I did it again. Damn it. And that's why I'm here. Ugh. Um, but." Before we get too Flash-heavy, because we're not even at the trailer yet for it, um, literally just announced, like, an hour ago. Well, it's gotta be more than an hour ago now. Well, like, uh, a while ago. Um, yeah, it's been, like, three it was and a half hours. The first Superman pick from Supergirl has been released. And I actually met this guy. Yeah. I met him. And uh, I shook his hand, I told him he was an awesome dude, and I can't wait to see him in Supergirl. And then he went and started running because he needed to go somewhere really quickly. I think it was because the Supergirl panel was happening, and he was about to be late to it. That'd be kind of funny, actually, if you were almost the reason he was late to the Supergirl panel. Oh, wait, no, it was the day before the Supergirl panel. Oh, darn, I think that would have been hilarious. Because I was at home, or back in my the room that I was staying in, during the Supergirl panel. That would have been great. But, sadly, Supergirl did not have any sort of footage to show at the panel that I know of. Um, but Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow all did. And, like, even Arrow's was good. Which is saying something. Can, can I, I... I don't want to do this again, but I'm going to do it again. Can I gripe a bit for a second? Go for it. I'm not exactly happy with his suit. With whose suit? Superman's. Oh, why is that? The S is too high. Really? 
In my hmm. opinion, it's too high. It needs to be lower because it just seems like it, it seems like it's too high. It seems like it's too high. It should be it should be lower. Like I get they're trying they tried to make the S on his look kind of in the same place as hers. But like I, I feel like there's too much to the stomach area. I feel like like it doesn't have to be brought down like to where his, you know, abs are, but just like a little bit lower. Like, yeah. Okay, I can see where you're I actually want to compare, like, um, what's his name? Brandon Routh? No, the other one. Henry Cavill? Yes. Henry Cavill? Cavill. Cavill? Superman. Um, alright. Yeah, see, like, I think the other reason why... Yeah, I'm just realizing that. Okay, I can see why... Henry Cavill's is smaller and a little lower, whereas uh, Tyler's is bigger and it's slightly higher up. So that's why it throws me off. Like, if you look up Henry Cavill's Superman, you can see where the, the symbol is in reference to, like, where Tyler's is and how smaller it is. Okay. I think it looks fine for where it is, but that's because it's sort of sort of is mirroring Supergirls in a sense. And that's what they're probably going for. It's sort of a mirrored look. Well, and even Supergirls is smaller, and I get... Her frame is smaller, but I don't know. Yeah. Um. Wow, oh, people are whining about that too. <laughs> people are whining about him being cast as Superman. I'm like he was cast as Superman like months ago. Shut S the fuck up. Superman needs a shave. He's got a yeah, five o'clock shadow. Fuck off. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, oh man, now you see where I'm coming from. Which actually brings up a funny point. Um, Superman was nowhere to be seen in the Justice League um, trailer. That's all I'm going to say about that because everyone else was. Wonder Woman, whoever else, you know, he wasn't. And, um,. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Why is... I knew that was weird. Why does he have a belt? Superman doesn't have a belt. He never had a belt. Huh. I just realized that. I think it's because they're going the new way of, like, not giving him the quote-unquote underpants look. Yeah. So... In doing so, I guess they want. I guess they wanted to break it up a bit. They wanted to break up the blue, so they threw on the red belt. Because I mean, at least with Henry, with Henry Cavill Superman, he's got sort of like the fake belt buckle and some like stuff around the area that kind of like gives detail. But for him, it's just straight blue, and then belt. 
Yeah. But I, I I'm like, fussing over this way too much. I like the no like the no underpants look. Oh yeah, so do I. I'm I'm not saying that's bad at all. I'm just saying I think that's the reason why they have the belt on him. Yeah. So it makes it look like there's a a separation. Yeah. Yeah. So then on to the trailers. The TV show trailers. Right? Uh, yeah. Which, surprisingly, even Arrow was good. Which gives me hope that this season of Arrow might actually be decent. I don't think I watched the Arrow one. I watched the Flash one. I watched the Legends of Tomorrow one. Well, the gist of it is, at least with the Arrow one, is that he's building a new team of, like, vigilantes. Like, he's building up a new Team Arrow. I'm gonna, like, kind of watch it. Yeah, he's standing in front of the... Yeah. Oh, God, it's... The final fight was kind of like, uh... What's it called? Uh, Countdown to Destruction. Yeah? Where, like, the people ran in. Huh. Let's see. So the Flash one is just sort of... It starts with a quick recap of... um, starts with a quick recap of what just happened and then it's very sort of um hold on, I'm actually going to open it so I can watch it oh cool the black so, guy let's see the logos and stuff and it shows like Barry's mom getting saved by Barry and Barry beating up reverse flash And then the timeline getting distorted. Like, just everything just getting completely fucked. And then Barry coming home to seeing his mom and dad. And, uh... Iris doesn't know him. Well, Barry didn't grow up with Iris and Joe, so... He didn't know. And then Barry starts getting flashes. And he somehow ends up in Cisco's Cisco's office, and Cisco is the richest man ever. <laughs> Naturally, when you're that smart, that tends to happen. Look at Tony Stark. And And then we actually get a picture of Barry in the flash suit with uh like iris and iris is like you come from like where you come from we are different to each other and then everyone's telling him this isn't your home it's a mirage and there's reverse flash again and then we have uh oh he said it he said it moment (laughs) we're gonna call it flashpoint Yeah, and then it's Wally, and we still don't know who this guy is. And then it's just that's it. 
I will say this Flashpoint is different than the the cartoon one was um, because in the cartoon one uh, Reverse Flash obviously wasn't taken at the same spot and then he knew about everything and what yeah. they're trying to make it seem like he doesn't in the show until Barry like explains it to him or something like that. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. But it's making me think that Barry might not be without his powers for too long if he's even without his powers in this new Flashpoint universe. Um, we still don't know who that speedster in the black and orange is. Um, for the moment, I'm just going to call him Halloween Flash. <laughs> um, and yeah. So, at least that's going to take up the first couple episodes of the season. If not up until mid-season. Where the crossover... Which... If I really hope it carries through mid-season and sort of when it fixes itself brings Supergirl into the universe and sort of resets everything like Arrow isn't changed too much minus the fact that Laurel never died Legends is changed in the fact that the Legion of Doom is coming Yep. which that's gonna be awesome um, let's see. I'm gonna move on to the Arrow one now. Wait. And so... Are you sure that's what they're doing with Arrow? What? That... No. No, they're not. I'm okay. not entirely sure. I, this is just me hopeful. Being a hopeful. Because, like, I, I, I did... I just watched the Arrow trailer while you were explaining the Flash one, because I already seen it. Um... There is a scene where Oliver is talking with Laurel, but I think that was when, like, right before she died? Okay. Yeah, that's, that was right where she was dying. Yeah. So. I mean. I, I still don't know if I'll watch Arrow, but I may watch the first few episodes, depending yeah, and just, I just hope that with the new seasons, they uh, CW continues to do what they they did last season, where they put the episodes on their website. Oh, so they will. Yeah, I hope so. Because if they don't, unless I remember to watch them, I'm not going to be able to see them, and I won't be able to watch Supergirl because I have a D and D game that night, and I'm not going to skip D and D to watch Supergirl. I'm sorry. Tuesday morning? Because you can watch them on Tuesday. Like, they're out the day after. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not, I wouldn't be able to watch Supergirl live. Right. But I would be able to watch it if they put it on the website. Yeah. And then we've got another Dark Archer. Yep. But it's not Malcolm Marlin. <laughs> and then moving over to the Legends one... Um, so Arrow, it's going to be him building up a team of his own. 
and them sort of fixing the wrongs of the world. And then Legends of Tomorrow, it's just like recapping, like Time Masters are gone, there's nothing to sort of stop Time Pirates. And now it's the legend's job to save all of time. Uh, and then here's Our Man. The JSA, I can't wait. Oh. And then we get just clips and clips and clips and more and more clips. Sarah flying stuff and that's sizzle reel stuff of course and then my favorite thing is uh, Sarah well actually not yet oh yeah Nazis I hate Nazis <laughs> that was funny and then Sarah just sort of beating up on uh, Damien Dark. For what? Oh. It's the whole injustice thing. Yeah. And space battles and punching and more space battles. And it's just gonna be awesome. Yeah, I, I can't wait until this new season. And then they're doing the whole Legion of Doom thing with Legends, which is gonna have Captain Cold, Malcolm Merlin, Reverse Flash, and... Shit, who's that fourth guy? Carol. Damn it. It's at the top of my head. Tip of my tongue. It's Reverse Flash, Captain Cold, Malcolm Merlin, and Damien Dark. Right. You got there. I got there. <laughs> and... Holy shit. It's gonna be a good season. Yeah. It's gonna be a good DC season. Oh yeah, definitely. And... Then we've got another movie... Which no one expected, but is probably going to be the best DC movie of all time. And that is Lego Batman. I don't know about all time, but no, it'll be a good No, it's not going to be of all time. It's just going to be silly. <laughs> Are you rewatching it? <laughs> I'm watching it right now, yeah. <laughs> I just took away your computer privileges. Ah, oh, so good. Like, all of the animated stuff they're doing is just so it's good. perfect. And I, I like... You know, even, like, the origin stories, for the first time they did it, it's just so good. <laughs> this is just gonna be a funny, funny movie. And then all of the bat suits... Oh my gosh. 
Bruce Wayne lives in Batman's attic. Oh, yeah. The mariachi Batman suit. Is that supposed to be Firestorm? No. Reggae Spider-Man. You sure that's not supposed to be? I don't think so. Because he's got the, like, thing. I don't know. Possibly. And then the first Robin. Life doesn't give you seatbelts. And then it's going to have the Lego Justice League and Alfred getting get his ass kicked. Black and yellow, black and yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. This trailer is... uh, (laughs) Wow. The password is na 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 batman (laughs) <laughs> so I threw that in there just as a bit of relief comic relief from I mean, it all let's be honest the reason why you are really excited about this is because of Matt Ryan the next one? oh yes oh see I, I was watching I was originally talking about the Justice League one Oh, I was talking about Lego Batman. This last bit, though, is Justice League Dark. See, that's and, that's what I was talking about the whole time. Oh. You didn't actually say Lego Batman, and for some reason I skipped over it completely. Yeah, I was watching the Lego Batman trailer, so I don't know what you were talking about. Um, because Firestorm is not in Justice League Dark. Um... It's, yeah, it's complicated. But, yeah, Justice League Dark, for a multitude of reasons. Um, Mainly because it's a Justice League animated movie that takes place in the same sort of universe that Justice League War and Throne of Atlantis took place in. And brings back Matt Ryan once more as Constantine. That's the main reason. Mm Mm-hmm. And because he said he's not done with Constantine yet. So him coming back as Constantine yet again in a different sort of thing means a lot to me. Because he's just like, I love this character and I'm not done with it yet. But, yeah. Justice League Dark, sometime this year? Question mark? Um, yeah. And that is, well, all of the geek news. Two and a half hours later. Yeah. After some technical difficulties and my internet deciding to kick me out. Yeah, and after quite a few rants on both our parts. (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. Told you, it was going to be a long episode. All right. As long as we can get the next part done in two hours, you're good. Yeah, we should. There's not nearly as much. Yeah, and the I have one little rant that I know I'm going to get into. Yeah, I see that. 
Um, surrounding certain movie oh not what I thought you were doing to do okay no no that one I'm just gonna go eh okay and then move on because it doesn't need discussing we we will talk about that in between because we really should end this part before something really bad happens again so we'll be back after the break with Toku Power Rangers stuff whatever it is we do we're back All right, bye-bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.